This is The Space Shot, episode 287 for February 25th, 2018. Girl in Space, my conversation with Sarah Ray Warner. I'm John Mulnix. On Saturday afternoon, I sat down for a remote conversation with the creator of one of my favorite audio dramas. Here's a quick description of Girl in Space. It's a sci-fi mystery audio drama about space, science, truth, beauty, and delicious cheeses. That's the main part of today's episode, but before we dive into that, I want to mention an observatory that's related to a topic at the end of today's episode. The LIGO, or Laser Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory, studies gravitational wave astrophysics by directly detecting gravitational waves. A press release from February 11th of 2016 talks about how scientists, quote, observed ripples in the fabric of space-time. And these ripples are the gravitational waves that were generated when two black holes collided and formed one massive black hole. I'm linking to the LIGO website in the show notes, and one of those links is to a video about the observatory and gravitational wave astronomy. Space-time, gravitational waves, lasers, there's some excellent information in this video. Be sure to check it out. I've also talked about black holes in episode 244, so check it out if you're new to the podcast. Now, let's talk about Girl in Space. And before we get to my conversation with Sarah, here's the trailer for season one of Girl in Space. This probably isn't really worth noting, but during my final radiation tests of the day, I saw a blip out in the opposite direction of Ra. It's a bright light with the pinpoint clarity of a star, but obviously it's not a star since it wasn't there yesterday. Or even a few hours ago. Also, it's moving. Charlotte's taking this new development with all the grace of a garbage fire. She barged in on her hydraulic arm while I was checking Ra's radiation emissions earlier and started reciting the entire Caldwell Enterprises Emergency Preparedness Manual to me from start to finish. I took that to mean that she thinks the incoming light is a matter of some concern. I told her to be more optimistic, that it might not be coming directly toward us, that it could simply be a mirage, that she technically doesn't have a death to fear, but she just started reciting the manual all over again from the beginning. So I wedged a fallen tree branch up into the hydraulic tracks to block her from exiting the glass house. Season 1 of Girl in Space launches September 18th, 2017, with a new episode every two weeks. Subscribe using your favorite podcast app or stream episodes at girlinspacepodcast.com. It's all here in space. Today, I'm talking with Sarah Ray Werner. She's the host of the Girl in Space podcast, as well as the Right Now podcast. I listen to both of them. So if you have your phone handy, open up your podcast app real quick and go subscribe to them because they are both really phenomenal podcasts. So Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Oh, gosh, thank you. And thank you for your kind words about my shows. My gosh. I 
I really enjoy it. The Girl in Space. I found out about it last fall. I was like, I think late last fall. And I'm kind of an audio drama nut. I don't have as much time to listen to them as I would like, just because producing a podcast takes forever. Yes. But Girl in Space was really fun to listen to. And I'm looking forward to what is it? Episode seven, I think is coming up. Yes. And I actually have it open on my computer right now. Maybe I should close it. <laughs> just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. No worries. No worries. I, if, if it accidentally plays, we'll edit it out. Okay. And we don't want any spoilers. Okay. Or maybe it'll be an <laughs> accidental trailer. Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> So talk to me about where did you get the idea for Girl in Space? Oh, my gosh. So um, this is it's kind of a long story. Is that OK? That's perfect. OK, so um, you mentioned a little bit earlier that my first podcast is called Right Now, and it's a show for writers. And I'm primarily a writer. I'd never really um, like acted or done anything with audio engineering or anything like that. And so um, I, of course, like many other writers, had several failed novels and they, they were failed in that um, I failed to finish them. They weren't failed necessarily in that I tried to send them out for publishing and they got rejected because I didn't even get that far um, because I, like many other writers, uh, am, am a little bit of a perfectionist and it was it never seemed good enough for me to submit to anyone. And so um, I started the Right Now podcast and I was talking about writing and I found that I really loved podcasts casting. And so, um, it, it kind of takes the, the form of, um, not really an audio diary, but maybe a little bit of a journal. So, uh, me talking with listeners about like, Hey, here's some tips for if you're trying to develop a good character or, you know, here's some, some ideas, if you're looking to choose an idea for your next story, that kind of stuff. And so, um, I was like, what if, what if I did the right now podcast, but the whole thing was fictional. I like that premise. Okay, good, good. And I was like, oh man, and I could be like recording from a space station. So, you know, why not set a fictional podcast in space? And then I was like, oh my gosh, that really um, sort of goes alongside this novel I had been playing around with, one of my failed novels. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like jump in and do this and I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. It's not going to be a big production with a cast. It's just going to be me um, talking uh, into the microphone and sort of relaying the plot of this novel. I just kind of want to see what happens if I can repurpose this thing that I wrote into something cool and new. And so um, I started recording it. I just sat down with the mic and started talking into it. Um <laughs> I, and I turned my, uh, my novel into a loose sort of script. And of course I've never written a script before, so it's not in, you know, you see like movie scripts and they're, they're in like the courier font and they're specially indented yeah. and there's like two inch margins and whatever. No, this is just like a word document with like, <laughs> with just words on it. It, it, it is, it is. It's just yeah, it words works. on a page. And, um, and I read them. And, and so that's how uh, girl in space got started. Um, I, I recorded the very first episode and released it. And for whatever reason, um, I think it's because probably because I told my friends and family about it and also my right now podcast listeners, <laughs> um, it, it got downloaded a whole bunch of times and kind of became this hit that I was not prepared to sustain, um, <laughs> which is delightful. Right. And I feel like this is like a huge first world problem because it's like, Oh, it got too popular. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's got it. It's yeah. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> and I, I feel like such a jerk saying that, but like, 
it, it, it unexpectedly was successful. I was kind of planning on it to fail. I just kind of wanted to play around with the medium of fictional podcasting, or as I now know, they are called audio dramas. Um, but yeah, uh, so thank you to all you beautiful people who download my show. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you've propelled me into unexpected success. Uh, I'm now on, as you said earlier, episode seven, and it has blossomed into a full cast affair. Um, there's like eight or nine characters uh, because I very quickly realized that people might get tired of just one voice aboard a spaceship uh, talking about <laughs> philosophical things and, you know, hydroponic gardening and all of that stuff. So and Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park, which so. is one of the main characters and also my favorite movies. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of how that got started. Um, it's it's turned into this crazy whirlwind. Um, and yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited for the future of it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Like I had started the sixth episode on my way to work one day and I had to go into work so I couldn't finish it. And then I got busy with work and then it literally it took me, I think, like two days to finish <laughs> that last little spot just because I got so busy. And it was one of those cliffhanger endings that was just kind of killer to have to like step away from the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to episode seven. So what were some of your inspirations for Girl in Space? Like, where do you take, you know, this, I talk a lot about pop yes. culture um, and sci-fi in my podcast. What are some of your inspirations for your podcast? I love that you ask that because, um, and this is something I talk about with storytelling all the time is, you know, everything is organic and everything builds off of what came before it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I am a huge diehard Buffy, the vampire slayer fan. Okay. And so, um, I've <laughs> so never it's seen like, it. I feel like my nerd cred just got shot from the, from admitting oh, that. No, no, it's, um, it's very dated. So if you like the nineties, um, oh, I love the 90s. and big hair and okay, good. Bad outfits. Oh, yeah. Um, Lots of glitter, fuzzy sweaters. It's all there. Um, lots of sarcasm. So I, 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 and, and growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch TV. And so I actually didn't really jump into pop culture until I went to college. And then I discovered all of these things that existed. And I was like, holy cow, these are my people. <laughs> so I, I got really into Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, that led to me getting into Firefly, which is yes. Joss Whedon's sort of space Western series that you might be familiar with. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, so yes, very heavily inspired by both of those. Um, I also grew up reading. So while I couldn't watch TV or movies, I could read any book that I wanted. I could go to the library and I had carte blanche to just check out whatever. So I read a lot of sci-fi and fantasy growing up. Um, I was a huge fan of um, Isaac Asimov's. What what what's the first book? Um, Caves of Steel. Caves of Steel. Okay. Yes. And, and I loved the idea of, um, I don't know, playing around with, uh, androids who look like humans and who feel and who, um, and, and people who live in these new worlds that they take for granted. And, um, I'm just, I'm just such a, I'm such a nerd. And I love that. Um, when I saw star Wars for the first time, um, I don't know. I pretty, my brain exploded. Uh, so I'm, I'm very much into the original <laughs> star Wars trilogy. Um, let's see, what else are some of my influences? I'm sitting here, like looking at my shelf, which is full of sci-fi fantasy books. Um, the, the, uh, the video game mist, 
Okay. Yeah. And especially Riven, the second one in the series. Um, I love the idea of exploring beautiful places and seeing secrets and surprises sort of hidden along the way. Um, this is maybe not what you expected when you asked for my. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Like those older, the older video games, especially with Mist. It's been forever since I've played that, but I get, I get where you're coming from on that. It is just kind of exploring yes. and trying to unlock secrets. I, I dig that because I, I feel like a lot of the plot of Girl in Space revolves around exploring those, you know, secrets and finding out about the the, the past. And it, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's. I feel like there's a lot of themes that are similar. So I dig that. Thank you. Um, and that's how I wanted the sort of the revelation of the girl in space plot to be like you're moving through mist or riven or one of those sort of point and click 90s adventure games uh, <laughs> that I that I love so much. Um, let's see. And I guess I can't uh, I can't forget one of the biggest inspirations and that was Jurassic Park. Um, the movie is so, and this is going to sound stupid because I know it's like a thriller, <laughs> but like, it's so beautifully written. It's so perfectly staged and it raises some, I don't know, I think very poignant philosophical questions about yeah. creating life and who has the right to decide what lives and what dies. And so those themes are somewhat prominent in the first half of the first season of Girl in Space and will become much more so as the season continues. So that sounds exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting. And that is my very, very long winded answer to you. No, that's good. And Jurassic Park, I mean, like Michael Crichton. Growing up as a kid, I I think I've read almost all of his books, I think. And I really like what he where he goes with like science and like especially like genetics and everything. Um and like Westworld. Yes. Have you seen Westworld yet? I have. Okay. What what do you think about that then? Because that kind of ties into some similar themes of Jurassic Park. It absolutely does. And and I wonder, I'm trying to remember when I saw Westworld, if I saw it before. I started writing girl. I think I saw it after I started writing girl in space, but it, it really captured me. What's the main character's name? Uh, not Doris. Um, Dolores. 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 Thank you. Yes. Okay. Good grief. Um, I, I was really drawn in by her character and, and, and deeply, deeply disturbingly moved by, um, how people treat one another when they don't believe they're 100% human. And that definitely comes out, um, in, in the plot of girl in space, um, which deals with a couple things, uh, thematically related to that. And that is, um, what really makes us human? Uh, and as human, you know, we're supposed to be, um, well, supposed to be herd animals, you know, we're supposed to be in community with each other. And what happens mm -hmm. if we're not? What does that do to our humanity? And then um, what does it mean when we relate to each other in hierarchy? I mean, all of this is just very deeply interesting to me. Who who decides who has power and who doesn't? Who decides who is real and who's not? Um, and what does it mean to be an entity owned by something or someone else? And so these are all themes that kind of um, really, really resonate, uh, in Westworld as well that, that I really am, am interested in. And I think it, it's kind of an interesting time to be thinking about that type of question, just because where things are going with, I mean, who knows how close we are to AI, but oh gosh, what really constitutes intelligence or a life form? It's really, you know, yeah. It, it, it's kind of one of those questions that I don't think everybody's going to be prepared for the answer once 
it's actually happening. So no. it's a, it's an interesting thing and it's, it's a timely question to be a, a, uh, asking as well. So, yeah. One of the things I talk about in the upcoming episode seven is, um, what makes an artificial intelligence artificial? Like, how do you know when it's no longer artificial? When does it come into its own? It's, um, that, that to me is, is deeply interesting. What are your characters with, you know, him being, you know, mechanic, well, part mechanical, I guess, part biological. Is that kind of, is that accurate? Yes. That's how I've always just like kind of imagined him. Um, kind of like, have you, well, this is off topic, but have you seen the new Discovery, Star Trek Discovery yet? I have not. There's a character in it that's apparently human, but she's like super mechanical. That's awesome. And her, yeah, it's, so that's kind of what, like kind of what I was imagining um, him being like is kind of, he's got a lot of bio, biological, but also just, you know, pieces of metal, like implants, all that, just, just different. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, it, you should really check it out because I thought it was an interesting thing to have, um, a human that wasn't, that looked more like data than an actual yes. human. Oh my gosh. I love that. So, yeah, I mean like just the, the nature of artificial life forms, that's something I think I've talked about it in a previous episode, or I, I might be talking about it here in the future, but there's an episode of Star Trek where data goes on trial mm-hmm. and they try to figure out what makes him a being like an individual. And if he is the property of the state versus an actual sovereign being. So I think, I think that's a cool theme that you're exploring too in girl in space. So thank you. So going forward with the podcast where, I mean, I don't want no spoilers or anything, but where, where do you see yourself taking the story? Gosh, what a good question. Um, <laughs> there's, so I, one of the reasons I love sci-fi so much is just the endless possibility. So, you know, romances yeah. are kind of locked into their genre. Um, mysteries are kind of locked into a, you know, whodunit and then, um, you know, the solution sci-fi can go anywhere. <laughs> It like anywhere. Yeah. And I, I, I simultaneously love that and am extremely intimidated by it because of course I want to take the story in a whole new direction that nobody's ever seen before. But you know, in order to know whether you've done that, you have to read like every book ever written and that's just not possible. So, um, but what <laughs> I, what I want to do is take it from its initial roots, which was just a girl recording an audio diary in space. And, um, talk about things that are, that are important and that are ultimately uplifting. Um, there's enough, uh, negativity in the world. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what, I want my contribution to be warm hearted and uplifting as naive as that sounds. Um, I got, I got a little tired of the doom and gloom of like game of Thrones and stuff and yeah. just had to stop, had to stop reading and watching. And so I, I want to kind of do the opposite of that. Um, I would like this to sprawl out word currently it's sort of like a bottle episode which in you know television means that all the characters are sort of like trapped in one place and there's really no change of scenery um so i'd like to break free of that eventually and um really explore what's possible for my characters um if if you're a fan of the show you know there is a reason why the main character potentially cannot leave her space station. Um, but I want to explore, uh, what happens, uh, with that. So, um, I guess what I'm saying is give it a listen, stay tuned, and, uh, hopefully it will not terribly disappoint you. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, definitely not. It's, it, for anybody that's listening, you really, if you've never even tried an audio drama podcast before, if you've never listened to one, this would be a good place to start just because, I mean, there's six episodes. You can get into it quick. It's, you know, you're not going to be catching up on 50 or 100 episodes to, you know, to get current. So I think it's a really cool place to start. Well, thank you. One of the other things that I, I like to ask people too is just, you know, do you have anything favorite for, you know, space or science that you would like to talk about oh. or you would like to know more about? If, if you've got a question for me, if I could, you know, research it and get back to you, you know, if I don't know the answer off the top of my head, do you have anything else? Oh, kind of. I don't, and you don't, I don't want to make you like my, my researcher, but like, I'm really, I'm really interested in gravitational waves and what they do uh, with time as you approach large bodies in space. That to me is um, extremely fascinating. It's something that I don't know a whole lot about. Um, I I was one of those people who um, I was an English major and I I acted like an English major even back in high school. And so, of course, (laughs) I was stupid and I didn't take physics or anything that I am now as an adult interested in. So I'm really, really regretting uh, not knowing the the fundamentals and the basics of how things work there. So I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I can give you a book recommendation, I think. Please do. Um, I've got to look over my shelf here real quick. That was the one thing about moving is uh, too many books. Oh, never too many books, but I totally understand. They will break your back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, It's a book actually by Kip Thorne, and it is called Black Holes and Time Warps. Oh, perfect. And I've read bits and pieces of it over the years. It's one of those things that you pick it up and it's like, holy shnikes, this is some pretty heady stuff. And then I, you know, get busy with other things and I put it down and... (laughs) I, I'll get back to it eventually. It's one of those type of books, but it's really interesting. He was actually the guy that the movie Interstellar. Yeah. I think he did all of the consulting for that movie. Oh my gosh. So it's, it's an interesting book. I think he's also got a newer one out. The book I've got is an older one that I snagged off Amazon for a couple bucks. So. Oh, gotcha. So it's like Chet, a revised yeah. edition. Yeah. Well, I think it's actually a whole new book. Oh, um, gasp. But yeah, I think it's I think it's a little bit shorter on the next one. I, I want to say it's like the science of interstellar or something like that. Um, that sounds amazing and right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely check it out then. It's it's a little bit outside of my wheelhouse. Um, history, I, I focus a little bit more on that. But the science stuff, you know, it's there's so much to learn for oh, that. Yes. And it's that's one of the things I've noticed as I've been talking with people like just a few weeks ago, I interviewed two of the scientists on the new horizons mission. Oh, wow. And I went back and was listening to that, ep- that episode. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's so many more questions I have now that I have those <laughs> answers that we just didn't have time for. So it's, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from on that. There's so many things to know and I want to know them, but <laughs> that's always- me. That's the most beautiful thing about life. Like, seriously, the fact that we'll never stop learning about it. Like, that's so inspiring. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's trippy to think about, too, just because there's there's so many things we've yet to discover. And, you know, especially with astronomy, the more answers we have, the weirder the questions get, which is beautiful. It is. It is. It's like so exciting. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's uh, you know it's an exciting time to be alive. Everybody's always saying that oh you know the the 
dawn of the space race was the coolest time just because you you know you had mercury and jiminy and you know the apollo missions but what we're doing now there might not be humans exploring deep space but some of the things that we're finding out from robotic missions are just as incredible if not more so agree yes Well, Sarah, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I appreciate you taking the time. And again, everybody, go download Girl in Space and the Right Now podcast. I'll be linking to those in the show notes. You are wonderful. Thanks for coming on, Sarah. Thank you for having me, John. This has just been a delight. I appreciate it so much. I I hope we can do it again in the future. Me too. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd really appreciate it if you could venture into the Apple Podcasts app or your podcast app of choice and leave a review for The Space Shot. I'd be incredibly grateful if you could take just a minute of your time to leave a review, since more reviews help more people find The Space Shot. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook, just search The Space Shot, or click the link in the show notes and you'll find me. I'm John Mulnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.